Turning with me in to the book of Ezekiel. Book of Ezekiel. In chapter 20. Last week in verses 5 through 9 of this portion of Scripture, God reminds the house of Israel, specifically these elders that have come to set down at in Ezekiel's house to see what the Lord would say to them. And he puts them in remembrance of the Exodus. When God visited them in the land of Egypt, made himself known unto them in the land of Egypt, and told them to cast away the eyes of abominations of their eyes and their idols. And to look to him. In that recollection that he gives, they disobeyed. They did not hearken. They did not cast away the idols of their eyes. And God was of a mind to destroy them because of their disobedience, because of their unbelief, because of their idolatry. But he says in verse 9, But I wrought for my namesake that it should not be polluted, that his name, his word, <laughs> not be polluted before the heathen in whose land they dwelt. But nonetheless, for his namesake, he brought them forth out of the land of Egypt. We come tonight to verses 10 through 26, where we have a uh, Another 
remembrance. And this is the remembrance of Mount Sinai. And the wilderness wanderings. This lesson, and and they are lessons to be learned. They were lessons that those elders need to learn. They were lessons that the house of Israel need to learn. But they're also lessons that that we today need to learn. And this lesson in verses 10 through 26 is drawn from Israel's experience at Sinai and their experience in the wilderness. The lesson is that disobeying God's word condemns the people. God's wrath and judgment upon a people. This is clearly seen in God's dealing with each of the two generations mentioned (laughs) in these 17 verses. It is those whom he brought out of Egypt, the first generation, and it is their children, the second generation. And there's lessons to be learned from both generations of Israelites. They want about in the wilderness. Let us read verses 10 through 12 to begin with. Verses 10 through 12. Verse 10, Wherefore I caused them to go forth out of the of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness and I gave them my statutes and showed them my judgments which if a man do which if a man do (laughs) he shall live in them which if a man do he shall live in them Moreover also I gave them my Sabbath to be a sign between me and them that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctify them. To be a sign between me and them 
that they might know that I am the Lord sanctify them. After freeing Israel from Egypt, from Egyptian bondage, which he did. Look with me uh, briefly at, at Exodus chapter 14. Exodus chapter 14. And verse 30. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. God had, had gathered them up. Pharaoh had consented to let them go. They packed up and they left finding favor with the Egyptians and given things for their journey. And they packed up and left. And God hardened Pharaoh's heart again, and Pharaoh gave chase. And the children of Israel came to the Red Sea. And God delivered them across the Red Sea in a mighty way. They, they went across that sea on dry ground. The water stood up on either side. And two million strong went across on dry ground. And the Egyptians, a saying to do the same, went in, and the waters closed upon them. And you just saw verse 30, the next day they were all corpse. God brought them out of the land of Egypt, and he brought them to Sinai. Turn with me to the 20th chapter. The 20th chapter and verse 2. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. This is at the foot of Mount Sinai. God is thundering on the mount, speaking to them these words. So after God brought them forth from Egyptian bondage, God led them to the foot of Mount Sinai, where they remained for about, about two years. What were they doing in that two years? They were receiving from God. They were receiving the commandments of God. Instruction. He was instructing them. Sometimes, and I'm guilty too, we read the book of Exodus, we come to the 20th chapter and 
and the receiving of the Ten Commandments. And we think that's the end of it. That's all of it. It continues on through the rest of the book of Exodus. God's instruction to the house of Israel that they might be a peculiar people. They might be a people set apart by Him. They might be a different people from the rest of the world. There are instructions, there are laws, there are commandments, which is to govern them. Turn with the book of Leviticus. The book of Leviticus. And chapter 26. Leviticus. Chapter 26. And verse 46. Yeah, find verse 46. These are the statutes and judgments and laws which the Lord made between him and the children of Israel in Mount Sinai by the hand of Moses. From, <laughs> from the 20th chapter of Exodus through this 26th chapter of Leviticus, you could read all of that. And, and Leviticus is, it, it lays forth the, the, the instructions, the statutes, the ordinances, the limitations of God concerning the offering of sacrifices and the different types of offering for the different offenses that were to be offered. They were also, Leviticus sets forth their behavior among one another. Dealing with families. Dealing outside of the families. That they not be like the people in the land in which they're going to possess the land. They're to be a different people than the people of the land about them. And the land which they were going in to possess. Turn with me to the book of Psalms. Psalm chapter 19. And verse 8. The statutes of the Lord right rejoicing the heart the commandment of the Lord is enlightening the eyes listen the statutes of the Lord 
the ordinances of, of God. The, the, the limits that he puts on his people. They rejoice the heart. Thought about that as we think about that tonight. Does the word of God, does the word of God rejoice your heart? Is it the rejoicing of your heart? It almost says it was his. It should be ours. That's what God wanted from the house of Israel. He wanted, he wanted to be their God. And they be his people. He wanted, he wanted them to have a heart for him. And having a heart for him, his commandments, his statutes, his ordinances, his limitations that he put upon them would be a rejoicing to their heart because the Lord was their God. And they were people. The commandment of the Lord is pure. It's holy. There's no impurity in it. Enlightening. That is, it gives light to the eyes. It gives light to our eyes. Turn with me to chapter 119. Chapter 119. Verse 105. The psalmist says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It exposes the way and gives me light to see where I'm going. commandment enlightens the eyes it's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path turn with me to the book of Nehemiah Nehemiah chapter 9 13. Thou is down also upon Mount Sinai and spakest with them from heaven and gavest them right judgments. Right judgments. Righteous judgments. Upright judgments. And true laws. Good statutes. 
and commandments. And made us known unto them thy holy Sabbath. And commandest them precepts, statutes, and laws by the hand of Moses, thy servant. See? His, his laws, his judgments, his, his, his precepts, his word was right. It's true. They're good. <laughs> the Holy Spirit led Paul to write in, in the, the seventh chapter of the book of Romans that the commandment is good, just, and holy. Do we find the Word of God to be so? God was wanting the house of Israel to find it to be so, was wanting them to, in finding it so, they would obey it. They gave heed to it. Deuteronomy. The book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 4. Verse 8. And what nation? And what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? What other nation? <laughs> What other nations has such a righteous governing word from God? Governing their way of life. Governing their step. Psalms. Psalms 147. Verse 19. He showed his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And for his judgments... They have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. No other nation was given his judgment. <laughs> they they not no other nation known the judgments of God and the statutes of God. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. 
And again, the Holy Spirit leads the Apostle Paul to write this to those Jews of his day that were in Rome. Verse 1, chapter 3. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what is there of circumcision? And here the apostle is anticipating their question. If circumcision is not one of the flesh, but it's one of the heart, pointing out it can be of the Gentiles as well, then he anticipates their question is going to be, what advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there of circumcision? What advantage is there? us being a Jew. What, a, what profit is there to circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them, the Jew, the Israelite, were committed the oracles of God. They had the oracles of God. They should have known these things. They should have received them in their heart. He even told them in the Old Testament when, when they were being rebellious. He said, for circumcision is of the heart. You've not cut away the of the, the, of, of, of the heart. But it still abides. <laughs> and so he says to us today, What, what people, what people on the earth today is so blessed as we, the people of God, are? We've been given His Word. We've been given understanding of His Word. Our hearts have been opened to it. Tell me, what other people is so blessed as we are? Have you had your heart circumcised? Has the filth of the world been cut away? Noteworthy said in our well let me get back to the book of Ezekiel back in our text chapter 20 and verse note know what he says here which if man do verse 11 Last part of verse 11. Which if a man do these statutes and, 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 and judgments with he showed him, he said, which if a man do, he shall even live in them. 
Bam! He shall even live in them. The law was, was given. The commandments were given. The statutes were given. The precepts were given. The ordinances were given. The word of God was given to show them how to live. To show us how to live. To show us what behavior is displeasing to God. What behavior is honoring to God. Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 5 Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments which if a man do he shall live in them I am the Lord Isn't that what he set forth in the Ten Commandments? I am the Lord thy God who has brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Because he's the Lord. And our heart is to be fixed upon Him. Our heart is to be set upon Him. We ought to live in His Word. We ought to live of His Word. Being obedient to His Word. You see, it was to be a way of life. People of God. It was to be their way of life. It's to be our way of life. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs. Chapter 4. We're going to read a few verses here beginning with verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my saying. Why? Why should I do that? Why should I, why should I hearken to the word of the Lord? Why should I obey the word of the Lord? Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. They're to be on our heart. They're to be in our heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And health to all their flesh. <laughs> They're life and health to us. Do you love the Lord? 
Is His Word in your heart? They're to be our life and to our flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Guard your heart. And that's the that's the seed of your desires and passions. Guard it. Put away from a forward mouth. Put it away. Wicked mouth. And perverse lips. Put far from thee. <laughs> Boy, most of us could learn that, couldn't we? What is uh, another proverb, I think? A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold, something. Uh, it's, it's not exact, but you've got the gist of it. A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold. That's what our lips are to be like. Not the first things that come from them. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. <laughs> Keep your eyes straight ahead. Don't look off to the side. Listen, there's nothing worth looking at out there. Job. <laughs> Job said he entered into covenant with his eyes that he'd not look on a maid. No other woman but his wife. I mean, he wouldn't look at her. Men and women today, they look and they feast and they think they do. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Our feet, our feet are to be shod with the, with the preparation of the gospel. Our feet are to be taking the gospel, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of peace to other folks. Not, not taking our, our they're not to be taking us as an, into the evil and the wicked ways. We're to be allowing the word of God dwell in us richly. And it's to be a, a, a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. So that we walk in the path of the Lord. In the way that is pleasing to him. Chapter 11. No problem. In verse 19. As righteousness tendeth to life. <laughs> 
So he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. Where are you going to find righteousness? In the word of God. That's what, that's what God said. His commandment was, was righteous. It was right. It was good. Is now not what we read in the book of Nehemiah chapter 9? Chapter 12. <clears throat> and look at verse 28. In the way of righteousness is life. And in the path way thereof there is no death. <laughs> you see? In the way of righteousness is life. There's no death in following that path. <laughs> Eternal life. Eternity with God. And our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 19. And verse 23. The fear of the Lord tendeth to life. And he, he that hath it shall, shall abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. <laughs> the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. See, there it is. A proper, a proper reverence. A proper fear of the Lord. That's why he, he, he starts out with in the Ten Commandments. We mentioned earlier. I am the Lord thy God which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Revere him. Loving, loving the Lord, revering the Lord. It leads to life. His words are life. His word is truth. Compare those thoughts with what we have in Deuteronomy chapter 4. In verse 9. Deuteronomy 4 and verse 9. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they Depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. Listen, what is he saying here? He's saying in this verse here that the commandments of God, the law of God, the word of God was to be in their heart. They were to love it. 
They were to desire it. They were to obey it. And in that, they would honor God. They would be pleasing to God. And in that, you and I will be pleasing to God. Do you love the Word of God? Is it in your heart? Is it, is it that which governs your desires and your passions? Does it cause you to walk in the path of the Lord? Bringing honor and glory unto Him. They were to be in their heart. He brought them forth from the land. They were, to, they were to remember Him. Remember what He did for them. And you and I too are to remember the Lord. We remember what He's done for us. You see, in obedience, our lives would be fruitful lives. Receiving God's promised blessings. And you and I, as children of God, be pleasing, walk pleasing to the Lord our God. Honoring the life which He's given us. Showing forth the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I guess we need to quit there tonight.